Kelly Harrington joins us on Weekend Breakfast. It's a pleasure to speak to you. It's a pleasure to see you, actually, because the last time was over the phone line. So thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So Spar Better Choices, a massive study was done. It's out there now. And some of the findings are really, really interesting. I love this. And this is quite encouraging. 98% of the people you know, polled said that they were going to make better choices for 2022. So that's about as good as you can get. One of them was um, what motivates them to make better choices and 58% said to improve their overall health and their quality of life. Yeah. 10% said setting a good example for family. Yeah. So I would have liked him to see like the 10% more, like, you know, more in the 50%, but the choice is that as, as an adult, not obviously I'm not a parent, but as yeah. an adult and, and for parents, I believe the choices that they make is going to benefit their children, you know, like, so the choices that they're making is creating better habits for their children, you know, and that's, that's the way I look at it. Like, so like, I'm not saying don't give the, ch- the child a bar of chocolate, Jeannie Mac, like if someone deprived me of a bar of chocolate, that'd be absolute murder. Like, having the yogurt or, or a, a banana or a, a bit of fruit as well as as having the the, the nice tree you know yeah. like weigh it up weigh up like balance is key really the other thing that's interesting so like 98 percent is high of a thousand people say they're going to make better choices and you know 73 percent said exercise is one of those and reading through that i was thinking you know, and you'd be a perfect person to ask this to, like, I would say personally, my diet is really good. It, it has been for a really long time. I'd be careful about that. But I fall off the wagon all the time when it comes to exercise. I'll be like, I'm going to do that. And then like I last three days and I go, Bleh. so what would be your kind of advice? Be realistic with yourself. And a lot of the people go into new year, new me. And I'm like, new year, same me, just adding on a little bit something else you know so be really realistic with yourself like are you going to run three times a week I wouldn't want run three times a week no like it's <laughs> I just wouldn't do it you know but I would walk twice a week and maybe run once a week you know so just make realistic goals and getting out and walking is just as good as as going to the gym really you're getting out you're walking you're in the fresh air you're gonna walk by people smile at them say hello that's a smile like the good endorphins that re- that's released while you're walking while you're smiling getting the fresh air and getting a bit of vitamin d into your bones what more can you want you know like it no no gym membership is going to give you that what would be your kind of typical day for eating well so far this morning i got up and i had me bowl of porridge porridge is great because it releases energy throughout the day like um obviously as an athlete and in a weight making sport that's exactly what I need um, so I have my bowl of porridge with my raisins, my honey, my flaxseed and it's morning and a banana and then in between these Zoom calls that I've been having I've been going and having the slice of toast you know um, and then later on I'll have I have a training session but before I train I'm going to have more toast and eggs and I'll have my training session I'll have pasta with uh, I'll, I'll, I'll actually grill some crispy bacon up cut it up small little pieces and I'll mix the pasta with pesto and a bit of cheese on the top that sounds delicious and doable very very doable as well one of the things that I love so much is that you and it was a long read in the Irish Times in October and I loved it and the quote that was at the top was and I, I love this as well because I'm not as familiar since you've won the gold I've become much more familiar with boxing I really wasn't to be honest it wasn't on my radar but I love the quote that's saying you'd love for people to really understand how boxing all over Ireland has gotten so many kids off the street so it's not just 
it's a social environment as well as a physical environment, isn't it? I keep trying to get this message home that it's, you know, not everybody's going to be an Olympic champion, a world champion, any, like an Irish champion. There's kids who need to come off the street, who when the boxing club, the doors are open, there's kids who might not have the best life at home, who are coming to a boxing club with, with coaches there and friends there and the coaches saying, how are you, Johnny, or whatever, you know, or how are you, yeah. Tina, you know, like, and and they're like, oh, my God, he knows my name, like, and that's made them feel so good inside. And before they go home, they're like, I'll see you now on Wednesday, like, and they feel special and they feel that one little thing might keep that child from just swaying off on the road and keep them on the right track, you know, and boxing clubs across this country have done, I'm going to put it out there and I am going to say it, have done a lot for so many more kids than probably any other sport has, you know, because it is a working class sport. It's a cheap sport. Some people don't pay their subs either, you know, like, which is, yeah. and, and, and coaches totally understand that, that they're coming from a, a, a family that probably can't give them the, the subs, you know, and, and they still train in the club and they're still there and they're saving the life of that child. Like, and wow. there's not a lot of, there isn't a lot of sports that, that does that, you know, and it just creates resilience. Um, So much, so much that it does for kids. So, so much like discipline, like discipline, what they learn in a boxing club, what they're taught in a boxing club will carry them in life not just in sport not just in boxing and and that that is for the majority of sports as well what they learn it will carry them throughout their life not yeah. just in sport and and I think that's that's the bigger picture that not everybody is going to be a champion but everybody is going to definitely build resilience build character discipline all of the above. And I have a particular interest in asking the next question because I have a 10 year old daughter and a lot of, you know, it, it's hard for maybe not as much as it used to be, but keeping girls in sports for longer that there's that age that they always say is the switch off age of 13, 14. And for Joan, my daughter, I found like she did basketball for a long time because she's like practically five foot 10 at like age 10. <laughs> so I was like, use that, um, you know, swimming, scholar stuff, but just this last say six months football she's discovered. And it's incredible, the team sport and the camaraderie. And like, she's really looking forward to the training. She's really proud of herself getting home from it. So just for, from the point of view, and I don't want to single out little girls because sports important for boys, of course, but keeping girls in sport, would you have kind of advice on that or thoughts on that? I, it's hard to keep anybody in sport really. You know, once someone has a, has an inkling of this is not what I want to do, like, like the same thing happens for boys and girls like girls grow up and they they find makeup and they you know and and their hormones are changing all the time like and they start to like get crushes on boys and girls and whatever you know things change like and the, the circle of friends change and so on so on but I do I just think for parents just to be encouraging but not overly like you have to go you know if you miss training you're not going to do this and you're not going to do that because we all know when someone is forcing you to do something you're like you're rebelling against it and you're like nah, I'm not doing that not not reverse psychology but nearly reverse psychology kind of you know you have to you have to play the game and you have to understand that you are also a child and what if you are in their shoes, what would you try and do to, to make them stay there, you know, yeah. to make them try and commit a little bit more, to make it fun, you know? And, and I think a lot of the time in sports and in team sports, it can be quite intense. So it's up to the coaches to try and make it fun. Coaches changing things up a little bit and not, not being intense all of the time, especially when it's coming around to a big game or, a, or a big fight or so on. Hmm. Try to, take the pressure off them a little bit and ease the burden really to you know were your parents obviously then supportive did they play that game did they kind of go like 
they didn't force you into it. They supported, they know what to do basically. And that's why you are an Olympic gold medalist. <laughs> every parent is basically faking it. Do you know what I mean? Every, like every parent has no idea what they're doing. It's a new thing. Everything is new to parents. Like, you know, everyone has gone through the same thing. And I think my mat and dad were just, they just let me do what I was doing. They were like, look, listen, we're not forcing her to do anything. You know, we'd be encouraging. And they asked me what I'd done at training and how it was going. And they were interested in what I was doing, but they weren't forceful and saying, okay. oh, you know, you should do this and you should do that. And, you know, eat, eat this meal and eat that and do all of this. Like, because then I would have been like, what? Like, you know, it's too like. And where's, where am I meant to have fun with any of this? You know, like they were just interested and, you know, the it's fact lovely. that they were interested was what made me happy. Like, you know, it's lovely. Still to this day, like in the last like, year and a bit, my favorite photograph is your parents when the news reached them that, you know, you won and you got the gold and they're outside the house. It's still my favorite. Do they have that frame somewhere? I hope they do. It's just the best photograph ever. And your brother's in it, too. It's yeah, we've so, so many photos now. Everyone has been sending loads of stuff to the house. Like I've so much stuff. Like the house is upside down. Like I just can't get time <laughs> to get through all of the stuff. But it's yeah. people have been so great, and I've sent so much lovely things. Like, listen, you're amazing. I think you're a really wonderful role model. Continued success. And what are you working towards right now? What are you training towards right now? World Championships are in May, so they're May, and I think the Europeans are June, June, July, sometime. Getting ready for them. I'm still in in the whole. Uh, you know, when you in Christmas time and, and then Christmas is over and you don't want it to be over. And I'm like, oh, I wish it never ended. Like <laughs> Christmas should be like a three month period. Like, you know, I just I just think I need to just get back up on the horse, get back in and just get fighting. So I'm back in, in the zone again, because at the moment I'm, I'm in not in any kind of zone. I'm just like I'm training, <laughs> like, I'm fit and stuff. But I just need to be up at a gear. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Kelly, thank you so much. And uh, better choice is really interesting campaign with Spar and it's going to do well. And I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thanks so much. It was lovely chatting to you. Thanks a million. Thank you. Weekend breakfast with Alison Curtis. Today is in.